You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. One hour in the books, two hours to go. Pat O'Keefe coming your way at noon today, and then one Ty Butler at 3 o'clock. So good, solid sports talk all morning and afternoon for you here on 98.7 ESPN. Today's New York Yankees injury report is brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine. We've, we've talked about Stanton uh, quite a bit this morning. Um, the latest on him is it looks like there's a pretty good chance he's going to meet the Yankees in Boston next Friday. So he'll miss this series against St. Louis. He won't go uh, out to Seattle with the team for those three games against the Mariners. And then next Friday, the beginning of a three-game set against the uh, the Red Sox, you will get one John Carlos Stanton. Now that's the Yankees injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine. Total Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic immediate care where no appointment is needed. After all, time doesn't heal wounds. No, no, no. They do. 1-800-919-3776. Now, Stump Rothenberg is coming your way at 1030 this morning. Because Ty has moved on, and I don't mean that in a kind of a, you know, larger-than-life statement. I mean that in just a career. Ty is now, he's a big, fancy host here on the station. So we have to replace him, and we've replaced him with, with Harvey. Now, Harvey, before we start with anything, I say, I say good morning to you, and welcome to what is a burgeoning, very popular show here on the station. Welcome aboard. Good morning, Dave. Um, you do realize that he's passed the Stump Rothenberg mantle to you, right? That is correct. Which means that the questions, be it great or awful, you either get all the all the credit and all the glory or all the blame and all the disdain from me. Uh, I'm prepared for both. Um, I'm not sure how this will go depending on how, how it goes for you, but um, we shall see. But do you, because you've already started to screen some callers for Stump Rothenberg, right? Yes, sir. Do you find that these are good questions? Uh, I do believe so. Okay. All right. We will be the judge and the jury, and we'll see how it plays out. Let's get back to the calls on the Yankees and the Mets. 1-800-919-3776. Spike in St. Petersburg. Good morning, Spike. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Well, good morning. And uh, that three seconds before you come on the air, I always find a little difficult for my heart. You're nervous. You're nervous because you have that moment of, is it going to be him? Is there going to be someone who's who's not him? Yeah, it, it, you know, it's more more prevalent in the summertime, obviously, with the vacation, but uh, I'm glad you're back. My points are here. You know, you're talking about um, aces and relief pitchers. I'll be real quick. I grew up in the era, it was one, two, three. It was, uh, you know, Colfax, Gibson, and Marischal. And then the older guys were on their way out, and then Seaver, guy, those guys came. Hey, listen, I have a big problem with coal. I have a, a good friend of mine lived in the Roaring Spring, Pennsylvania, which was right next to Altoona, which was the double-A team of the Pirates. And he said, they got this guy out here. He's got great stuff, but his trouble is every second or third game, he has that one bad inning. And, you know, I know you were being facetious when you said, oh, he settled down. Settled down was 6 nothing. Well, no, I mean, I, I heard that all over the place, and yeah, it drove me it crazy. No yeah, well, uh, said, you know, anybody, anybody can go in and pitch and settle down when the game is over. Yeah, it seemed that way, and I thought so last night watching the Mets game, and uh, I said to myself, if the Mets come back, because they didn't quit. There's no quit in that team, and Buck is great. What an addition. Just a tremendous move he made the night before, allowing Diaz to pitch the six. Great move. 
if they would have come back, they could have buried the Braves last night, losing an eight nothing lead on you know at home well, against listen, the I Mets. Give cre- but- I give him credit, Spike, and thanks for the call. That the Mets got into position last night, where where they got the tying run to the plate, and it was supposed to be Vogel back. They pinch hit Canna, and he it was a terrible at bat against Minter. But I mean, to be in a position where you now have the tying run to the to the plate, and also. Um, Alonzo hit what looked to be a, it was a two run homer and, and Acuna went up and over the wall and brought it back in. And he is, he is some special kind of player. But again, the, I mean, the, the overwhelming view of last night's game is that Taiwan Walker was just horrendous and you're not going to win games when your starting pitcher allows eight runs. And again, I, I was convinced and I watched the post game, nothing. And I woke up this morning and I read about it everywhere I could. I was convinced I was going to wake up to you know, oblique or hip strain or something, and nothing. He says he's fine. He'll make his next start. So I, that's good news. Jack in D.C. Good morning, Jack. You're on 98.7. Good morning, Dave. How are you today? I'm doing great, Jack. What's going on, buddy? So I think right now, if I had to choose who would win a series between the Yankees and the Astros, it would have to be the Astros. I'm not saying the Astros are clearly the better team than the Yankees because I don't think they are. I think it's close. But right now, if I'm looking at their team, I'm, I, I like the addition of Trey Mancini. I like the addition of Christian Vasquez. And the Astros just have the Yankees' number. That's just a fact that Yankee fans need to admit. Jack, in this current era, have the Yankees ever gotten past the Astros? Ever? They have not. They, they have, have not. not. But, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. Like I said, I think – the Yankees have the second best chance out of any team in baseball to make the World Series. I think they have a better chance than the Mets, but uh, I would, get I would agree. Rest. I would agree with that, and I'll tell you why I would agree with that. Only, only because the Yankees will have an easier road to get to the World Series than the Mets. Yes, that's my thinking as well. You know, the the National League is a bear. The American League is not in that same stratosphere right now. Now, what Toronto does in a postseason series and how they you know, show up, we, we don't know. Could the Rays turn things on when we get, and they get healthy and Wander Franco and everyone comes back? Yeah, maybe. Mariners, I mean, come on. Do you, do you realistically trust the Mariners to, to beat anybody in a, in a series? The Twins is, is laughable. So I guess the question is, you're, you're right. I, I think you're clearly right. That the Yankees have, the se- in my mind, the second best chance in the American League to go to the World Series. But... That's not what we're saying. That doesn't make you feel good. The Yankees, I mean, look at what they were like, 35 games over 500. They were running away with everything. They were Not not that the the Dodgers having a better record ultimately matters all that much, but they had a better record than the Dodgers. The Dodgers have a much better record than the Yankees right now. The Dodgers are 73 and 33. Yankees are 70 and 37. That's a that's four game difference, which again is not a big deal cuz I mean it's only going to be in the World Series that you face them. My point is the Yankees ran and hit. And they were 35 games above 500 and and dancing away and Houston was nowhere in the year and it was, you know, it was Nirvana and it's that's just not true. It's just not true anymore. The Yankees have half a game lead over Houston. And they've not over the last Five weeks, you can't argue the Yankees have played good baseball because they have not. Now, will they be fine? I think I think they'll be fine. I think they'll comfortably in the you know Jake and his whole thing about you know getting close and whatever nine eight seven. What they're not going to lose the division. You know, you need, they're too good to lose a ten and a half game lead. But there are questions. 
There are, I mean, there are legitimate questions. Do you fully trust your ace starter? Do you know what you have behind him? I mean, Montas hasn't even taken the mound here with the Yankees yet. So, so he will tomorrow. You don't know what he is. Nestor Cortez in the postseason, you don't know. Herman, is Severino going to come back? Like, you would think a team that's 70 and 37 would have more, like, defined, I'm not worried really about anything. Who's going to be your closer? Clay, right, right now, you think Clay Holmes is going to be your closer? Because I think that Araldis Chapman is going gonna, is gonna to get that role back at some point, and I've always believed that. To ask a guy who's never been a closer in huge moments before to take the ball for the Yankees and trot out to the mound is a big, big ask. 1-800-919-3776. So, a couple of things. Firstly, uh, Jake. Uh, yes, Dave. You, you've not seen the entire Jeter documentary yet. I have missed the two that came out Thursday. I, watched... I had to wake up early Friday for oh, Jets training camp. God, the excuses. <laughs> I was with you. Do you understand what time I wake up every day? I don't want to imagine. What time did you have to wake up on Friday? I had to wake up at 4.30 a.m. after working, if you want to say, over 70 hours the four days before that. So if you want to keep talking about how tired I am. Yes, I'm tired, Dave. How, how, how old are you? I am 28, turning 29 soon. How many kids do you have? I have zero kids. Okay, and your wife is been practicing. I don't have a wife. Right. Okay. So you have you have you have no responsibility outside of just work, right? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, so stop being a baby. Mm. Seven. I mean, really, stop being a baby. But that's not what I wanted to to, to discuss with yes. you quickly. Um, I watched two things that I think you'd enjoy both of them. Okay. One is just it's good, but it's awful. It's I think it's like it's I forget the exact name. The most hated man on the internet. Have you I, heard of this? I saw it on Netflix. I, I didn't You've see the. It, I, I saw you... it popped up as like the top recommendation. Oh, well, I mean, you you got to watch this thing. Okay. What a terrible person this guy was. And and then last night when the Mets fell behind so big, I was like, you know what? Maybe we can finish watching. We'd started watching the movie. We finished watching um, 13 Lives. Have you heard of that? I don't think so. So it's a new movie directed by Ron Howard. Colin Farrell is in it. Um, as is Vigo Mortensen. And uh, you, do you remember when the soccer team was trapped in the caves a couple of years ago and they had to like send these expert divers in? To yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so that's what's it, what it's about. Excellent. Awesome. Excellent. And, where, and where can you find that vehicle? You can find that on Amazon Prime. Cool. So it's like, a, it's like baseball games these days. It could be on Prime. It could be on Peacock. By the way, did you have this or was it just mine specifically? Watching the Yankees on Prime, and I'm very functional in getting that to, to work, right? Prime, I, I have confidence in. I can do that. I get that, and I like it because it's the normal announcer. So I don't feel like I'm, it's that foreign for me. Mm-hmm. But late in the game, like during the Mayhew bat, it was all glitchy. <laughs> yeah, there, there were definitely a few glitches. At one point, I didn't know if it was like a night party because the lights were like – it was like the middle of the it game. It was weird, right? Yeah, there were some uh, glitches last night. But uh, I think the biggest glitch came in the, <laughs> the bottom of the eighth when the Yankees blew it. But – yeah, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan in general of all of these different all the services. Apps yeah. and, and you know what frustrates me is that I pay, and it's a lot of money for the MLB. I don't know. It's not the ticket, right? Whatever whatever they have, whatever it is on DirecTV. Like, I pay for the extra innings package is what it's called. Mm-hmm. So now, if I want to watch all, you know, every game, now, now I have to have, you know, Peacock involved. Now the Yankees are on Prime. 
Like now, I mean, I, it's I should too get, much. I should get every game with, within my MLB extra innings package. Well, for a league that's trying to make the game, you know, like more accessible, they're doing a terrible. And you know what the worst, terrible the worst job. was? So I really wanted to watch that like Future Stars game, All Star Weekend, and you couldn't find it anywhere. It was on Peacock. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're trying to grow the game, you put something that, I mean, Volpe's in it, Dominguez is in it, I think he had a home run, you got, you know, Alvarez is in it, like, you wanted to watch it, and it's on Peacock. Great job by Major League Baseball. So the, the haves in Major League Baseball we'll get to in just, just a moment. Of course, we are, I don't know, 10 minutes away from Stump Rothenberg. I, I, I don't think I was here last week, so, so you didn't have, uh... were you here last week, Jake? I was not. It was uh, Gordon in last Gordon week. Gordon was you. in last Yeah, I was not here. Dupe Damer. What, what is it? Dupe Damer? Dupe Damer. And then you have question marks for Anita. And I'm not sure what any of the other hosts. But let's be real. This is a Dave Rothenberg vehicle. But why does the segment continue with others? I think it's with the question. sponsorships. I think, you know, the sponsors. But you couldn't just use the sponsor for something else? I was going to say, I think the sponsors pay for the Dave Rothenberg. So I don't know if they pay as yeah, great as Gordon like, and Anita Yankees are. Yankees talk brought to you by, you know, whoever the sponsor is. Yeah, I'm not in the set. I'm in a lot of the departments here, but I'm not on the set. You will team. be at some point, though. <laughs> Probably. With the amount of work you're doing at the You'll be selling soon. We'll see. Jake, we've created a hybrid role for you. Can I'm you run social media, produce, and sell? I'm like the Luis Soho of... You could play second, short, outfield, Put me third. anywhere. Yeah, you, can, you really can absolutely play now, anywhere. Now, I, I have a couple of questions for you, Dave. All Look, right. we've talked all morning about the Yankees and the Astros, and I get it. They're obviously the two favorites to come out of the American League. Mm-hmm. The Blue Jays, I think, are a definite. Are there any other teams in the American League that have any chance besides— Mariners, no chance. Mariners have zero chance. No, ch- so, no chance. So although they were clearly buyers at well, the I, deadline. I, listen, they haven't—do you know the last time they went to the postseason? It's been a while. 2001. So since that uh, since that team magical that won, that year. won all the, all those games, and then the Yankees, you know, just ripped right past them That's in, that, wild, in the postseason. Man. That's the last time they went to the postseason. So I think getting in for them is success. Um, Twins. No. no so which say, which of those central teams would be the most dangerous? Twins, Guardians, or White Sox? Well, not the Guardians. <laughs> well, I don't know. And a one game um, against Bieber, Jose Ramirez is a no, great I mean, player. On, I I get. I'm not. I'm. I wouldn't I, be I afraid of any. I, I would say anybody, the White Sox still in a listen, weird way. I, I I sit here and tell you that I think um the Yankees would be in real trouble if they went up against the Astros. Twins, no. White Sox, no. Guardians, no. Mariners, no. Rays, I mean, just because they they've been a, a problem yeah, they, they in the past. Have your number, but they're not healthy, and they haven't been that team this year. And Blue Jays, I I guess a little bit, but but, but I will tell you this: just if the little. Yankees, if know. the Yankees lost to anybody not named. Houston, I would look at it as a tremendous surprise. You say just a little bit with the Blue Jays. I think Yankee fans going into a seven-game series with the Blue Jays would be definitely nervous. And now let's flip it with the Mets. We've talked a lot about the Braves, the Dodgers, the Padres. Are there any other teams, whether it be the Phillies or maybe the Cardinals, who the Yankees saw last? the Brewers, who are leading that division, right? Uh, The Cardinals and the Brewers are tied. If you actually look at the wild card in the National League, we've been talking about the Braves and the Mets having a race. This wild card is really interesting because that third wild card right now is a three-way tie between the Phillies, the Cardinals, and the Brewers. And two of them will get it, right? One will win the division. Correct. And then 
So do, so, so do all of them get it then? Because Dodgers, Padres are going to go. Braves, Mets are going to go. That's four. So no. So one will win the division. One of those and teams. The other will battle against. And after those, it's the Giants who are seven games back. So it looks like between the Braves, the Mets. The Padres, because I think the Dodgers will still win that division no matter 100%. what. Hundred percent. And then the Phillies, Cardinals, and Brewers. That's the National League's tough. Those are. By the a bunch- way, you, you say you think the Dodgers are going to win the division. Do you know how many games up they are? How many? I mean, Thir- thirteen and a half. Okay, so they're. I didn't realize. With I thought the Padres, they've been good, and they haven't had Tatis Jr. They just added Soto. So yeah, the Dodgers will clearly. And they're fine. They're sixty-one and forty-eight, but the Dodgers are forty games over. Yeah. So again, they're nine and one in their last ten. They've won six in a row. We've their talked differentials plus two seventeen. All they do is win games. They're so 40 what's your games. question? So besides the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Braves, are would you be nervous in a series versus any other team, which would be the Phillies, Cardinals, or Brewers? I'm gonna be nervous in every series. So yeah. I got, I get you. I mean, so re- realistically, would you I be think concerned? The, I think the Mets a... beat the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Phillies, but will I be nervous? Yeah, I'm going to be nervous no I matter you. what. But you're saying you would feel very good or m- way more confident against those three teams. Here, here's here's why: win, win the division, get the bye, make those the Atlanta, the the Padres, whoever else battle against each other. You know, wear them down, make those teams feast on each other. And then you're the Mets. You have home field, a best of five with a fret. Yeah, but you don't know. I mean, you you don't know what 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 they have to use in their in their series. They might not have their number one starter starting in game three. Well, can you imagine the Braves win the division and then the Mets have to go against either the Padres, who are now this stacked team, or the Phil- maybe they would throw Syndergaard. They just got Syndergaard. Imagine that. Who, Syndergaard- the Phillies. Yeah. Listen, let, let's. I know they have Nola, and they wouldn't go with him in a, in a one and game. And they have Wheeler. And Wheeler. So you would be facing a lot of ex-Mets there. You, that would be you, a really interesting good. series. Here's what I need. Win the division, and let's see where we wind up. That I mean, you see, you're in a position where you can start, you know, I want this team over this team. I need to win the division first. I'm three and a half games up against, I mean, a, a, a juggernaut. The, 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 the World Series champions. They are good, man. They are terrific. And they were 500 not so long ago, and now they, they don't lose. And you look at that lineup, you know, Riley and Acuna and, and Olsen, and, I mean, it, just, it, it, it goes on forever. And now they have this kid, Michael Harris, who a lot of people don't know about. I think he's like 20 years old, and he, he hits ninth in their lineup. There's, there's not a lot of holes. And, and every start, you know, we talk about the Mets rotation, and it's really good, and I think the top of it is the best in baseball. But you look at what the Braves are out there, with Freed and Strider, I mean, it, it and, and Oda Rizzi, I mean, it, ne- it, it Ian Anderson, right? It never goes away. You know, uh, Charlie Morton, and this is with Soroka still not healthy. So it, it never goes away. The, the Braves are an excellent team. The National League is better than the American League. Yeah, and that's why I think a lot of people were saying the Yankees do. It's not necessarily the Yankees. It's a good debate which team is better, fully healthy, the Yankees or the Mets. But I think it's fair to say as we've mentioned, the Yankees have an easier path to the World Series 100%. because of the competition around but them. But I'll tell you what, you're talking about long season or short series, Yankees or Mets, who's better? Uh, either. Well, short series, I, and you say full health? Well, going against Scherzer and DeGrom in a five-game right. series I mean, would be a the, nightmare the for anyone. Yeah, the Mets. I get that. Against, but it, let's, let's take it one step further. So Mets-Dodgers. Mets-Dodgers in a five-game series, Mets against anyone have the upper hand with a healthy Scherzer and DeGrom. Yeah, you go up against a healthy, and again, it's a big if, but a healthy Scherzer and DeGrom, and I think I think you're very nervous about that. And the way Edwin Diaz has been pitching, I mean, 
people are talking about, you know, Yankees fans giving Joey Gallo a hard time. Let's not forget Mets fans. We were giving, I mean, not we, but Mets fans were giving Edward. Yeah, they were giving him a but hard not, time. Not a, well, for, first of all, look at what you traded for him. You, you traded you, you, the, the elite prospect in your system. You brought back a guy who was really just pedestrian in Robinson Cano, and you bring back the, the crown jewel of the trade, and he stunk. I so get it. I, I understand why they were so frustrated with him. I get it, but he, like Stanton, when Yankee fans booed him, turned things around. Unlike Gallo, who kind of just whatever. But to not my only, po- not only has he turned things around, but if I said to you right now, who's the best closer in baseball? Is it is that even a debate? Well, when I met Clay Holmes in Manhattan and I posted that photo, what did you text me? I don't remember. I tweeted out the photo and I said, "Just ran into the best closer in baseball running to the grocery store," and you texted me. Saying that's weird. That doesn't look like Edwin Diaz. <laughs> and funny. maybe you you are funny, but maybe you were right. And just I want to say this, and this is right before we go into stump. I think the last thing I'm going to say. You said to me a while back, you know, if the Yankees lose a heartbreaking thing, I'm not the type of guy to you know text you and go at you and make fun of you. The second, literally the second, the Mets swept the Yankees in that two game series. What what kind of text message did I get? Brooms. A bunch of broom brooms. emojis from Dave Rothenberg. Yeah. So I don't want to hear you, little weasel. You made sure to put that out on uh, social media. I needed the world to see you. You think were this is a bad thing that Rothenberg has done? I didn't send it to everybody. I sent it to you. Yes, and I wanted the world to see what a bad guy you are. I don't think I'm a bad guy. My team beat your team on a big stage, and I wanted you to know that I was feeling good about it. That's fair. And I want to say this. I've done it, too, in the past, but can we stop saying sweep with two games? I don't like that. Well, you're right, but that's what it is. It's fair. But I mean, I, I'm still not a right. fan. A two-game sweep is not is not a, a normal sweep, and it's it, it it falls short of a three or four-game sweep. But it, but they 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 played two games. The Mets won both of them. So by definition alone, that's a sweep, right? That's a sweep. But, but you're I right. think and I, you guys might have got the win there. But I think and I know actually now that I'm your official uh, protege yeah. that I'm going to stump you in a few minutes when I huh. do my first question here. Okay. Can you give me a little uh, heads up? Where are you going? I think I'm going baseball. We've done baseball. a lot of baseball. I got a baseball question for you. All right. We'll see what you can do. We'll see what everyone can do. We'll see how Harvey does because it's his first introduction into screening the calls for Stump Rothenberg. We go with a little Stump Rothenberg on a Saturday morning, and it's next, and it's right here uh 98.7 ESPN. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. Well, Stump Rothenberg on 9870 ESPN brought to you by Cooper Tire. Um, Ty no longer on the show. He's now a big wig at the station. So you tell me now, Jake, do you, did he leave the standings before he left to move on to bigger things? He did not leave the standings, but I did listen to the podcast last week or two weeks ago, and I got your final standings. Uh, so you're, so you're going to put that in a note so everyone can use that moving forward. Now. Correct. So All right, so where are we? You are at the whopping 278 and 55. That's not bad. That's pretty good. I'm four of those 55 losses you have. Look so you. Not Nobody t- swings it more than you. <laughs> oh, I swing it, baby. Huh? I let it swing. All right, Harvey, you've screened these calls. How do you feel you've done? Honestly, like you I feel, feel confident? Good. I feel really good. 
Okay. Now, if these are bad, you know what happens. Of course I do. Okay. <laughs> Mail truck. Anthony, you're on. You lead off. Here we go. Stump Rothenberg. Have at it. Hello. Hello. How are you, David? I'm great. So, my question is baseball related. Who is the only pitcher to pitch in a College World Series and a World Series in the same year? Ooh. Because I think Clemens did. Same year. I know Brandon Finnegan did for TCU, and I think the Royals, but I don't know if it's the same year is hard. I know Dansby Swanson, but obviously he's not a pitcher. Um, oh, my goodness. Clemens with Texas. I'm sure he didn't. He didn't because the Red Sox didn't go to the World Series for a while until he. It's not him. Same year, right? Correct. Yeah, that's what makes it difficult. The only two that jump off the page are Finnegan, who I know, but I don't know it was the same year, and Clemens, but I don't know that Clemens... In fact, I know he didn't. Because he came up in, like, 84, and I don't think he to 86. So, I'll... I'm going to go Finnegan, but I am not overly confident in that answer. Final answer, David? Yeah. David, the next breakfast and lake on me. You got it right. I don't know how you. That's I mean, Jake. Jake. It's Jake. A, it's amazing every week. I mean, no. It's not. So, it's some every are question. more amazing than others. That that come on. That's incredible. But I, I. But you say it's not every question. Every question every week. I sit in this chair and I'm like, how does he do it? And I have people all the time, like, you're behind the scenes. Are you giving him the answers? Is he Googling? He's not. Like, everyone, he, you are so smart, Dave. It's, it's, inc- it's amazing. Now, I think Finnegan, I think he went to TCU. <laughs> he didn't ask for the college. But I know, but that's where I th- th- What blood type was Finnegan? Wow. All right. That's one and all. Let's go to Joe in Manhattan. Good morning, Joe. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Good. So, question is, which college athlete in the 1970s was drafted by four different pro leagues, namely uh, NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the ABA. Well, I know Winfield was drafted by at least three. Um, I, it's it's, it's got to be Winfield. That's going to be my, my final answer. Final answer, Dave Winfield. You are correct, sir. Good job. Yeah. I know he's drafted by the Padres, the Hawks, I think the Vikings. I don't know what ABA team he was drafted by, but that that would make the most sense. And there you go, Jake. Did that wow you, or you knew you knew that answer, right? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I every question, I feel like I don't know. All right. Well, so I'm you're you're just. I have people messaging me now on Instagram, and you know, I'm a big social media guy. I have several people right now. How does he do it? And I don't know. I really don't have the answer for I'm any of I'm very smart. What do you yeah, want to you're right. That's the answer. He's very smart. Dave and Queen. And I have a lot of useless knowledge. Dave and Queens. Good morning, Dave. You're on Stump Rothenberg. 
Thanks, guys. Thank you, staff. Um, can I just um, suggest maybe we you let us hear Jake's um, swimming calls one day? Give us a no. snippet on the radio. No. Uh, you know what? Actually, Jake, do you tape the swimming calls? So for a while with the pandemic, they were all over YouTube. So maybe I can get some. Uh, oh, okay. There you yeah, go. I appreciate it. And here Thanks. comes Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. All Thanks. right, what do you got? Thanks. So, okay, in 1937, um, England was the first country to incorporate and invent a um, emergency phone call system. What was the three-digit number? You know, a similar ours is nine one one. I'm confused by this question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, give me, give me this again. Okay, in 1937, England was the first nation, the first country to invent a f- emergency phone call system. You know, like we dial 911 for emergencies over here, but England started it. What was oh, the I think they were not 999. Yep, 999. You got 999, it. right. Okay. I mean, just, just we rapidly move along. Let's go to uh, Luke in Connecticut. Luke, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Morning, Dave. All right, let's try to slow you down a little this, bit. I mean, Luke, do you see what's happening, by the way? Yeah, no, I know. I don't have too much confidence, but, you know. Good try. Lord, you're good. All right. So, you brought it up. Abraham Lincoln, on what physical holiday, as Raymond would say, Yes. was he sought on? On what holiday? Yes, sir. Now it's a, it's a, a holiday now or it's a hol- it was a holiday then. Cuz I know it was yeah, shot I'm on a- sure. April April 15th. That that I know, but so th- it was a holiday in 1865 or it's currently a holiday now. I believe both. And it's tax day. But I don't think that's well, he might have died. Did he die on the 15th or was he shot on the 15th? Holiday? No, the day that he sh- was shot. I mean, the the only thing I can think of is either like a Passover or, well, it wasn't on a Sunday. Well, all right, so I'll say Good Friday. Final answer. April 14th, 15th. So it's either Passover, Good Friday, but it wasn't a Sunday, I know, or or Easter. And it's not going to be it's not going to be Easter because it wasn't on the Sunday. So I'm down between Passover and Good Friday. Final answer. Uh, yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't know the date. Yeah, Four you got it. And oh. <laughs> Jake, do you see what's happening here? It's amazing. <laughs> Even for me, this is impressive. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but you let's do. Go, let's go to Ernest in Brooklyn. Ernest, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. In how Wilt are you? Chamberlain's, the, my question is, yeah. in Wilt Chamberlain's entire career, and that's with uh, battling against the great Zero. zero. He never he never failed out. Did, Oh, man, you got that real quick. Oh, Jake. (laughs) You didn't even let him finish the question. (laughs) Jake. I'm cracking up, man, in the studio. That was so good. Uh, Do you see what's happening? So for people behind the scenes, like, we never give him the question or the answer. On the call screener, since Dave is not here, we write stump, and then if it's a baseball question, it will say MLB. The fact that you answered the question, you just... 
You just crushed that guy's soul. I just stole his mind. I know. I went into the deep recesses of his mind and stole the question before he even asked it. I think it's more impressive that you knew the question than you knew the because answer. I could hear that what he, in Will Chamberlain's long career with all the and he was going to say with all like the big physical guys he went up against, how many times did he foul out? And I know he never fouled out. And I went, what was he? I about? really was hoping that was not the question. I was like, oh, after his long career, you know, where was his first meal? After I was, I was hoping for something different, but you nailed it again. Not just the answer, you got the question too. Is that, which, fi- is that five and zero? Oh? That's five and zero oh on the answers and one and on the questions before they came out so Let, let's go to sh- i don't like this is hockey and this could get in my way uh sharky and suffering sharky you're on stump rothenberg uh, sorry about the hockey question dave um uh, would want to uh wish ty great luck there with the new show there he's gonna do great yeah i think great. so i think you're right okay uh dave as you know in the 1980s in the decade of the 80s yeah. the islanders and the oilers won four stanley cups each what were the only other two teams to win the Stanley Cup during the 80s? And if you want, who did they beat? All right, so I believe in 87, the Flames beat the Flyers, but Hextall was the Conn Smythe winner. Um, all right, so, so let, me, let me think this through. So Islanders won 80, 81, 82, 83. Oilers won 80-45. Canadians beat the Rangers in the semifinals in 86 and beat the Flames... So the Canadians, then it was Oilers, Oilers, Flames. 87 might have been the Oilers, actually. And they beat the Flyers, and then Hextall was the MVP there. Then it was Oilers again in 88 when they beat the Bruins when it was a fog game. Remember, they had to cancel in game one in the Boston Garden. And then 89 was the Flames over the Canadians. And then I think the Oilers won again. So, and then the Penguins started with the, the Yaga run. All right. So, my answer is going to be Canadians in 86, Patrick Waugh, um, when they beat the Rangers in the semifinals, and then the Flames in 89. Very impressive, Dave. And, they're, and they're, I mean, Jake. I don't I'm, even I'm, know who won, like, the Stanley Cup this year. So, good for you, bro. That was impressive. I mean, do you, I, what? that's 6-0? That is now 6-0, and correct. All right, so why don't we do this? Let's take a breath. You don't talk about when someone has that kind of thing going. So we'll take a breath. We'll come back. You said you have your question, which you think is going to get me. I mean, I'm hoping, but I, yeah. after a 6-0 and start, I don't feel too good. And I also, you know, as Ty D. Butler usually does, I have a five-pack for you as well. Beautiful. All right, 1-800-919-3776. We continue to roll along 6-0, and red hot, before you even ask the question. I just might have the answer on Stump Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN. And we're back as Stump Rothenberg continues. Jake, just refresh. Where, where are we record-wise right now? We are 6-0. and That's undefeated, yes? I didn't want to say it, but yes, it's undefeated. All right. Do we go with you or do we save you for the end? Uh, let's go with me, then we'll go to a few calls, and, and then my five-pack. Five pack. Yep. All right. Here we go. All right, so let's see. My question for you is... It's going to be Yankees, I know. No, it's actually just baseball in general. All right. So throughout the last decade, between 2010 and 2019, right. which player has hit the most home runs in that decade? You think maybe Nelson Cruz. I think it's Nelson Cruz. I think I've heard this at some point. Could it be Stanton? Who else has played in that era? 
Hands right. Did Bryce Harper start the 2010? He's missed time. Stanton's got to be up there. Pool's probably up there, but that's that's probably diminished. Trout's just been hurt too much. Um, I don't think it's Paul Goldschmidt. Cano, but he wasn't that much of a home run hitter. I'm going to go Nelson Cruz, which is the first one that popped to my mind. Final answer. Oh, you know what, though? Hmm. Edwin Encarnacion might be up there. I'm going to go Cruz. Final answer. All right, Dave. Well, if you would say Nelson Cruz, then you would be crushing my dreams as well. That is correct. And even more amazing, you named number two, Encarnacion, Stanton number three, and Pujols number four. So that is correct. I thought I may be able to get you with Nelson Cruz, and you actually even mentioned the guy who has the most hits in the last decade. Robinson Cano. So we in, that, in that decade, right? In the decade between 2010 and 2019, Robinson Cano has the most hits. So how many uh, home runs Cruz have? Cruz had 346, and Encarnacion right behind him with 335. All right, that's seven and zero. Oh. That is seven and zero. Oh. John in LA. John, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Oh, perfect. Okay. All right, Dave. So. Uh, what player is the most winningest player in the NBA percentage-wise? 500 ga- games minimum played. Current? Current. Well, all time. Um, I mean, you got to think Russell's got to be there. It's probably going to be a Celtic. Kawhi Leonard could be there. Bird. I'm thinking a Spur, a Celtic, a Laker. I wonder where Jordan is. But Jordan had a couple of years where they were not great. Kawhi has a good record because he was good with the Spurs and then the Raptors. And then the Clippers, they've been good. Magic's got to be up there. Oh, my God. Uh, so this is best winning percentage in the history of the NBA for one single player, correct? Yes, sir. Well, minimum of minimum of 500 games played. Gotcha. All time. All right. So I'm hmm, Magic Bird, Kawhi. Got you Casey Jones up there, too. Kuzi, Russell. I'm sure I've named him, but I've, I've, I, I, I'm going to put it at like a 25% chance that I get this because it's one of like four or five. I'm going to go. Now, it's got to be games he played in, right? So like like Kawhi with the Clippers this past year, that doesn't factor into his numbers because he didn't, he didn't play in a lot of those games. Uh, so, yes. Solely Thanks. games he played in, right? Yes. I'll go Kawhi, but I feel like it could be Magic or Bird. Final answer. Final answer, Kawhi? Yeah. Well, Dave, you haven't got me. It, it is Kawhi. Congratulations. <laughs> Jake. The, com- the confidence be... in your voice was not. The- yes. No, because I'm, I'm not. Com- I wasn't confident. Final answer? That. Yes. Do you see what's happening? It's, am- it's amazing. All right. What, that's eight? Eight and no. Chris and Bethpage. Chris, and he's always a very formidable form. He's always great. He's always good. 
Chris, honestly, Chris, do you want to end this this drama, or do you want me to get the answer correct and I move on to, to continue with the chance at a, at a perfect day? Well, Dave, my goal is always to try to stump you because I have a huge listening audience out there. All my friends love this segment, and they're always bummed out when I don't stump you. So right. for them, I have to try to stump you. And another thing is I went to Chaminade like Jake did, so I have to keep up. You know, I have to show that Chaminade, you know, we're smart guys out here. Oh, very smart guys. That were quite, quite the private school that you guys went to. All right. Yeah. Chris? All right. What do you got? So, Dave, in the t- two guys have batting averages under 280 lifetime. Who are they? Wait, what? In the 3,000 hit club. Oh, okay. Right? I didn't I didn't hear the 3,000 hit club. Yeah, he went out for a second, so, okay. yeah, we were good. Um... All right, so we got to think of the, the 3,000 hit club. Well, Pete Rose definitely is not that guy. Tony Gwynn is clearly not that guy. Ty Cobb, who hit, I mean, he hit three, God knows, way, way higher than that. Under under 280? Under 280, only two guys. Now Ripken's got to be one. Ripken's one of them, yep. Under 280, correct? out, but I think he was over 280. Under 280. Under 280. Yastrzemski, but he's got to be over 280. Eddie Murray's got to be over 280. Winfield's got to be over 280. Lou Brock hit over 280. I don't know. Under 280. Under 280. Cobb's definitely over. Jeter's definitely over 280. Can't be Jeter. He hit over 300 so many times. Um. So Ripken's on the board. Oh, God, I don't like this. Um. Ripken's de- definitely an answer. Miguel Cabrera. I think I think he's at over 300 though. Cano's not. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to I'm going to miss it on a two-part question. Under 280? Yep. Jake, you have any idea? I, I, I no don't think I know it. Um, God almighty, this is awful. I mean, Tris Speaker hit like 350. That can't be him. Oh, it's LaVisca? Ripken we got. It's not Adrian Beltre. He's above 280. The only other one, I, I think Ricky got the got the 3,000. Caruno, he, I mean, he was a huge hitter. Boggs was got to be over over 280. I mean, Ricky, I think 
narrowly broke it. He's the only other one I could possibly think of because Rose was over 300. I don't even think a lot of the guys are in the 200s. Pujols is maybe in the 200s, but barely. Oh, God. I don't know. Um, Beltre's definitely over 280. I'm, I'm going to say Ricky Henderson, but I, I don't feel ultimately all that confident about it. Ricky Henderson in addition to Cal Ripken. Oh, well, Dave, you remain undefeated today. Great job. Let's go! Jake, come on! I'm hyped for you. And the fact that, like, when you hear your thought process, the fact that you can name that many people in the 3,000 club is a lot more than most people. But What is that, 9-0? and oh? That's, like, if you count both of those answers, it's 10-0. and oh. But, yes, the double answer. 9-0, and oh, Jake. 9-0, oh, Dave. That was, that was great. All right. Sal and Duchess. Sal, have at it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break your streak, right? I swear to God, Sal, if you ask a question and you don't know the answer to, I'm going to ban you. No, I know. Here goes, here goes my, my silly one, all right? What is Will Chamberlain's jersey size? All right. Now, for, for, really? It's a joke. It's a joke. Oh, all right. It's a joke. All right. Okay, you ready for for the real one? Yes. You, I'm I'm not kidding, Sal. This is not a good question. I know, I know, I know. Listen, I'm going to try my best here. I got four of them. I only want you to name two. Who was the la- in order? Who was the last two quarterbacks in the NFL to win a Super Bowl in their second season? Who was the last one to do it? And who was the one before that to do it? If you want to just give me one, you know, just say no. I'm only going to give you one because the other one probably gave you a headache. To win a Super Bowl in their second season? Yes. There was four of them that they named. I only want the last two. The last one and then the one before that. All right. So let's think. So I can't just name any? any No, well, if you name any of them, then then it's not known. Who was the last one to do it? And then who was the one before that to do it? Russell Wilson, I think, didn't he? That's the last one to do it. Now give me the one before that. The one before Russell Wilson. Well, Burrow didn't because he just lost in the Super Bowl. Kurt Warner? Hang on. Warner, I think. I'm hanging. Now, Roethlisberger won in a game I was at against Seattle. Oh, and I think Brady might have won in year two. Dave, <laughs> so, you named all four, all four quarterbacks that won, that won them in the second year. Who was who, you, you missing one? You, you, so far, you hit all four of them that won the Super Bowl in their second year. You right. had Wilson first. Who was the one before that? Well, it's got to be Roethlisberger. You got it. Wow. Jake. When he said the jersey size, I really thought that was his question, and I was like, wow, we're going to end on this. Jake, what, what, where are we here? We are 10 and 0. Y- are you ready? For the five-pack? Yeah. No? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. All right, so Ty usually goes basketball. I'm going to switch it up. I'm so excited for football. We were hanging yesterday. I was very happy we were to not, see we were you. Not, we were not hanging. Well, you were busy you with the show. The I was. I was at. You we were at this. Even, all right. We were at this. I was there. We were at the same place yesterday, yeah. watching football or hanging with some football players. So I'm going to do a five pack of. They have to be position players, by the these way. These are all tight ends. All right. We're going to start off with Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates, who also was a basketball player. 
uh, and a very good basketball player. I think he went in the MAC. I believe he went to. I think he actually transferred a couple of times, but I think the one you're looking for is Kent State. And that would be correct. Oh! So you are one and zero. Going to another great tight end, Jimmy Graham. Uh, Miami, who and he also played basketball at Miami. So tight ends are good basketball players, and that is correct. This is actually no joke, Dave. This is my favorite football player in the entire league. He's been the best tight end over the last few years, and that is Travis Kelsey. Uh, I believe he went to Iowa. No, maybe not. Did he go to Cincinnati? It's either Cincinnati or Iowa. Kittle. I think he's Cincinnati. Final answer? Yeah, Cincinnati. <laughs> That is correct, Dave. So now you are three and three Kittles, with Iowa. It's yep. crazy because like these are three of the best tight ends, but still kind of hard because you know these tight ends come out of nowhere out of college. But the last two We're I have two away here, two away for perfection. This guy was actually on the Giants recently. Now he's on the Bucks. Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Notre Dame. That is correct <laughs> and for perfection. Oh my! And he actually I interviewed him at Jets training camp. So we'll see if you get it. He's their current starting tight end, C.J. Uzoma. So the only thing standing in the way of perfection is C.J. Uzoma. That is correct. And he's a big dude. So Auburn. He... Final answer, Dave? Final answer. 15-0. Let's go, Dave. 15-0. Oh, 15-0. That's Sandy Koufax. Do you realize what we just accomplished? 15-0. That's Stumper Rothenberg brought to you by Cooper Tire for high-performing quality tires at affordable prices. Come to Mavis for Cooper Brand Tires, and Mavis always provides the best-in-class customer service. Visit Mavis at MavisTire.com. I'm going to shower. Come back, and we're going to get to the NFL. 15-0 on 9870 ESPN.